Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to a special live edition of the Dogs Podcast here on Roster Cutdown Day. Uh, big day for the Browns, big day just around the NFL in general. A lot of, a lot of players being cut, um, big moves being made by GMs all around the league. It's a super exciting day as a Browns fan to kind of see it's not the official final roster what it's going to be on game day, uh, most likely once we see these other players uh, who have been cut. But we're finally starting to get a, a pretty good idea of what the roster is going to look like heading into week one this year. Uh, we can't wait to get into all the, the notable cuts, the people we kept, some big names that we we kept. A uh, huge shout out to our guy, D'Anthony Bell year two incoming on the Browns. So we're pumped about that. Uh, before we get into all it though, uh, while we're waiting for the chat to fill up, remember uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching right now on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, if you prefer just listening to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Uh, and lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. We have fantasy leagues going on. We've got five teams this year plus a dynasty league. So we have six fantasy leagues going on in our Patreon right now. You get access to the uh, private Discord. You get an extra episode every week. Um, you get to hang out with Browns fans from all over the world. And the Discord's full of everything. What are you watching? What are we eating? Um, what are we wearing? Like it's it's not just if basically you just meet Browns fans, then you just kind of feed off each other, and next thing you know, we got people playing Madden together. It's just a good time for everybody. Uh, everybody in there is really cool. So if you want to hang out with us more, you want to meet Browns fans from literally all over the world, uh, check out jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. And then lastly, before we move on, I forgot to mention if you want to get your intros on the show or your thoughts on the show. Uh, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Everybody's going to have thoughts on these roster cuts and that kind of stuff. Um, so you can jump in there, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. Also, next week, during this kind of like dead week in between now and the first game, we're going to do like a, a, an NFL and a Browns hot takes episode. We kind of do one of these every year. They're always a lot of fun. So if you have any upcoming hot takes for the Browns or just league wide this year, um, Leave us a voicemail. We'll play them. Uh, I talk about this a lot, but last year my hot take was that the Lions would finish ahead of the Packers uh, in the division. 
And man, I got roasted. I got roasted so hard. And if you go back now, I just look like a genius. I called the division perfectly. And I said, Vikings, Lions, uh, blah, uh, blah, blah. Vikings, Lions, Packers, <laughs> Bears. Never so I, I haven't come up with what my, I haven't Nostradamus anything yet this year, but uh, I'm going to find something. Um, If you remember last season correctly, you didn't get any hate from me. I actually yeah. texted Blake and I said, "Hey, I think the uh, I think the Lions are going to finish ahead of the Packers." And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to steal that for my odd take." Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that I'm I'm lying. That didn't happen. That was a lie. Uh, uh, so the chat's filling up a little bit. I'm looking in here. Mick the dog says, "Just curious. We end Mo Hurst contract, but we still have Jordan Elliott. Help me uh, help that make sense. We're going to get to that man. Don't you worry. We have uh, some stuff explaining that move because." I'll be honest, the first thing I noticed was Mo Hurst not on the team and Jordan Elliott still on the team. And I went to Twitter and posted about it because that's what I do. And then <laughs> some people told me some stuff. I did some digging and I was like, okay, it makes more sense. So we're going to get to that. Just stay tuned. Um, but before we get into that, some good news for the Browns this week. Uh, for the team and just for this guy personally, Marquise Goodwin cleared to come back and uh, start practicing uh, he had the the scare with the blood clots in his legs, and I think they had even gone to his lungs, right? Yes, legs and lungs. So, I mean, that's that's scary. That's scary stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it's exciting to see him come back, not just that he's healthy enough to play football again so soon uh, for him personally, but we saw the connection he had with Deshaun Watson during those OTAs. I mean, the offense, all you heard was the the, the connection between Watson and Goodwin was – noticeable and then it, it really uh i don't want to say the offense was hurt but it was discouraging that he went out with that and we weren't able to like have that connection through all of camp so it's exciting to get him back in time for the start of the regular season yeah when yeah. we went up to camp um we talked about this before when we did kind of our camp review like we stood right next to marquise goodwin's mom um and some of his family members and talked to them for a little bit they were really excited to be in Berea, to be in Cleveland this season. They were asking us, like, you know, who all the players were because they just got there and they didn't know anybody on the team yet. And, uh, you know, they were just – Marquise Goodwin seems so likable. I mean, such a good veteran presence to have around. And you hear that. You hear people say, oh, that guy's a good veteran leader and all that stuff. But what does that really mean? And when you see him live in person, he's out there. I mean, he is – he's amped up the entire time and even though he's not practicing like he's he's sidelined but he's high spirits high motivation he's running around helping guys you know talking people we saw him with Watkins out there you know he's running routes and stuff and then Goodwin would take him aside and talk to him and coach him up a little bit it's like man this guy is really involved I mean he, he was he's awesome awesome to have him on the team you hear the term I, like great locker room guy thrown around a right. lot but I feel like you don't like you said you don't even really know what that means until like you witness it firsthand. And he's not just he's not like an an old guy we brought in to be a great locker room. The dude can still play. Yes. I mean, he, yeah. he can fly. He's what this team has missed, you know, for since Josh Gordon left. You know, a, a yeah. field stretcher, a guy who can take yep. the top off the defense. Um so yeah, he I think he's gonna be a great addition. I look he's gonna have some explosive plays this year. Um what were you gonna say, Justin? No, just not only is it it's awesome for the offense, you just pretty much said it, but he's huge for over the top. We don't we don't have a guy like that. We were hoping, I mean, Anthony Schwartz might be that guy. 
this is that guy. Great to have him back. Um, it was to touch on what Josh said, just seeing him at camp and seeing him hype up all his teammates and like for a guy that had that going on, like medically and then still be a presence on the team and everything like that. That's gotta be just huge, especially not only for like the wide receiver room, but just the team in general. You know what I mean? I just think that showed like a ton of leadership. Um, and you know, who knows? Like when you hear about a situation like that, you don't always think it's going to be positive. It could be life threatening and you know, he never missed a beat. So very excited for him to be on the team. Yeah. By the way, for anybody watching, if you're like, why does Blake just keep putting the top of his head to the camera? It's because I got the YouTube pulled up on my phone so I can see your guys' chat. <laughs> so <laughs> you're getting a great view of the stinning hair. No. Um, Looks great. Looks great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just exciting to see Goodwin back. Um, can't wait to see what he brings to the offense. I'm glad to see him healthy. Uh, he seems like a great guy, great family. Like Josh said, we got to meet him. So yep. we kind of yep. wanted to open the uh, open the show on some positive, a positive note. Yep. Now, before we move on to some more stuff, Browns fans in Ohio, Caesar Sportsbook, kicking off the NFL season with a new bet. $50, get $250 in bonus bets, limited time offer. New users can sign up with our code DOGSGET, all one word, D-A-W-G-S-G-E-T, Redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. So even if your bet or your first bet loses, you will receive one $50 bonus bet credit each week over the next five weeks. So make sure to enter our code DOGSGET while signing up to have a bet on Caesars every week for the start of the season. That's code DOGSGET. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically pr- present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly if you or a loved one has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. All right. So uh, I think before we even get into the roster cutdowns today, I think the big news going back to – it was yesterday, right? That is correct. Weird. Uh, News got out. uh, Kate York cut, waived. Wave technically since he's on his uh, you know his rookie contract, um, and the Browns trade a seventh round draft pick for kicker Dustin Hopkins. Uh, how do you guys feel about the move? Dustin Hopkins from the Chargers. Did you say that? Just in case people didn't know. Yeah, from the Chargers. Oh, had to do it. That's it's as simple as that. We did what we had to do. Uh, and man, I'm excited. Pretty much money from inside fifty, which is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, Blake, do you have those uh, splits pulled up by chance? His kicking uh, splits? I do not. I do know that he's 20th all-time in accuracy. Um, he made, I think, 95 or 98%. I think it was 95 or 98% of his uh, of his extra points last year. So I, I know the, the big thing people – the two things that people were concerned about with this guy is – one, why would we trade for a kicker when there's probably going to be a bunch of free kickers that we could sign? I guess the first thing is you risk just because they're available doesn't mean they'll sign with you. You know, there's not yeah. a ton of people probably lining up to kick in Cleveland. It's not exactly a kicker-friendly stadium. Well, and uh, who are they? Who are the names that are thrown around there? Because I just pulled up a tweet here that says the Patriots traded Nick Folk to the Titans, the Saints traded Will Lutz to the Broncos. And the Chargers yeah, so, traded Dustin Hopkins to us. So, I mean, if you wanted one of those kickers that were maybe in a camp battle, you had to actually go get him. Yeah. So, um, and then they're worried about his leg. He's not very good from anything 50 plus. Here, I got the stats when you want them. 
So I know he's 15 of 30 in his career from 50 plus, which is not very good. Um, but go ahead and you go ahead and read the stats before we keep going. So from 20 to 29 yards, he is 53 of 54, almost perfect in his career, 98.1%. From 30 to 39 yards, he's 57 of 61. He's only missed four. That's 93.4%. 40 of 40, 40 to 49 yards, he's 63 of 77. That's 81.8%. And then, like you said, 50 plus, he's 15 of 30 for 50% career. 190 made field goals out of 224 attempts for 84.8 percent. I did. Um, go ahead, uh, Justin. No, go ahead. I did hear um, an interesting stat too, and um, it was on the radio, so I might you know add the ad lib this a little bit. But it was in game winning situations, like under two minutes. I want to say that they said he was 18 for 20, and that the two misses, one of them was like a 62 yarder, which. I mean, that's a very long field goal and a game-winning situation, and I can't remember the other one. But, um, I mean, you ought to like that. I mean, that's clutch. I think the biggest thing for me like that that sucks about the whole situation is obviously we wanted Kate York to work out, right? We, we, we thought that this guy was the future. The only thing I'm upset was we took a huge swing on a kicker at you know the fourth round, and we struck out. Like, we, we missed on it. So that sucks. Um, I'm sure there was probably really good, like decent talent there, but I mean, it happens. It is what it is. I don't care about the pick that we traded. It's a seventh round pick. It's whatever. No, I mean, and you know, we, I mean, we got a fifth round pick for Josh Dobbs, so I'm not worried about picks, but it's for Cade right. York. It was, he had an eight inch problem and it was between the ears and he just could not, for whatever reason, he couldn't get out of it. I feel like everything with him was mental. I mean, the, the Browns say what you want about the Browns. No NFL team spends a fourth round pick on a kicker who they don't see good things out of in college. It just doesn't happen. No, he was universally known as the best kicker in the draft. And right. Kicker was one of, everybody knew was like the, one of the biggest needs for the Browns. Yep. I think there's a good chance he'll clear waivers and end up back on the Browns practice squad. And if that were the case, I'm not I'm not anti-Kate York. In fact, I think yeah. Kate York's probably going to eventually go on and be really good. We've seen yeah. it happen with other kickers that we've let go. And I think like the Kate York supporters were saying, we got to be patient with the guy. You know, he's got this big leg. He's got all this talent. You know, look at, I've heard a lot of comparisons to like Phil Dawson's first year in the league to his. The problem is Phil Dawson didn't come on a team in their Super Bowl window. Right. We, well, the Browns don't have time to let Kate York figure it out in games that matter. And you, there's just no way you can go into a season in which you have Super Bowl aspirations with a kicker who made 50% of his kicks in the preseason. And honestly, he missed another one, which would have been less than 50%, but he got the, it was a dumb, uh, terrible penalty on the defense. So he got to try again, he missed again. So if you actually look at all the kicks he attempted, he, he missed over half of his kicks in the preseason. And um, it just, you, they couldn't afford to do it. You can't, in as far as the leg is concerned, listen, not, there's only one Justin Tucker, you know, um, and the Browns are hoping this year with their offense and Deshaun in the red zone with his leg. We need a guy who's going to make his extra points and who can is solid. If we get the ball to the 35 or the uh, you know the the 30, we can kick a field goal and it's going to go in. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's what we need. That's what this team needs because yeah. you we just can't afford to lose points by three uh, one to three points. 
Yeah, that's conference. exactly what Mick the dog just said in the chat. He said, we have three division games in the first four. We can't let York figure it out in this stretch of games. Absolutely. That's, I mean, we, we've been saying that for a while now and, you know, that's what the Browns, you know, that's why they did what they did. They came away with that same notion that we just can't, we can't afford to let him develop, unfortunately. I mean, I, like you said, Blake, I love Cade York. I think he's a great, great guy. I think he'd be great to keep, you know, if we were in a rebuilding mode, but we are not. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, so Aura, a.k.a. Pastor Rob, and that he's been a very huge um, anti-cut Kate York guy. Um, and he says that he wasn't nearly as bad as the fans made him out to be. I would agree last year he wasn't as bad as the fans made him out to be, but he missed 50% of his kicks in the preseason. That's that's bad. And every game we didn't win, we can trace the the point differential back to within a field goal. Yes. And and so it's just it's one we just didn't have time to wait. If we were if we were the Houston Texans, you know, and we were expected to win three games this year, then sure we got time to let Keith York come in and figure it out this year and get good. But we we just we don't have time for that. Yep. It's it's win now. First of all, Andrew Barry, I think, is definitely safe. But like in in theory, Kevin Stefanski's seat's warm. You know what I mean? Like he he can't afford to not win a lot of games this year. He'll be gone mm-hmm. probably. So, you know, we can't lose games because of a kicker. Uh, so, I think the, you know, the first thing we need to talk about, the, the big one, the, the first thing that showed up today on my Twitter feed anyways, um, was the Browns cut Austin Watkins. That's his first name, right? Austin? Yeah. Uh, I only knew him as in number 80 or as Watkins. Uh, they cut him. <laughs> And and pe- people are losing their minds. I'm seeing it all over the world, uh, or all over the Twitter world, Facebook. People are losing their minds that we cut. You would have thought we cut Prime Randy Moss. You know, even our own DF retweeted it and said "f this team." And I was like, "Hey, man, you gotta relax. It's it's like <laughs> I, this is we're his third team." You know, like, and, and here's the thing: is did I he played really well in the preseason? There's no doubt. In fact. Yeah. We tweeted about him a lot, but the 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 end of the at the end of the day, Marquise Goodwin coming back, and uh, the he he just doesn't contribute on special teams. If you're going to be the sixth or possibly seventh wide receiver on a team, you have to contribute on special teams. And and people are saying, well, how can you justify keeping David Bell over Watkins? The 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 competition was never Watkins versus Bell. They're 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 two completely. He's the same size as a DPJ and a Tillman. You know what I mean? So it's it's Watkins against Tillman. Well, who are you going to keep? Right. You know what I mean? The guy. So um people ought to relax. If if he's if the league, the league just watched it, we gave we did what he needed. We gave him an opportunity to go out and show out, put good things on tape, and now he can go find a team. But you would have thought we cut the guy like that we were depending on to be. We just cut Amari Cooper or something. I mean, people were losing their minds. Yeah, I really think that this did, did like you said, came down to Marquise Goodwin. If Marquise Goodwin goes on IR pup or however that stuff works at the beginning of the season, and, you know, and he has to miss say the first four games or whatever it is, then I think Watkins maybe makes the team at least to start um, because you knew. I mean, we we were big on um, Jalen Darden too, especially after the Jakeen Grant injury. Um, we thought Darden might have a pretty good shot, but you know his injuries throughout camp just kept him from being available, and the Browns don't have time to, 
you know, to sit around and wait on a guy who's not available. So Darden's gone, and with Marquise Goodwin, like you said, coming back, it just there was just no room. Why we you you see how many linebackers, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but you see how many linebackers the Browns kept, how many safeties. I they weren't going to use that seventh wide receiver spot. Yeah, I agree. They, yeah, keep going, Justin. I agree. Just and the, and the big the big thing too is um I've seen two two things. The big one is I I can't believe we crapped this guy. He never took a first team rep. It was all it was all backups or even guys that aren't even on teams anymore. You're right. And and so when people are going, Oh, we have to I can't believe we kept Bell, but we're getting rid of Watkins. We took Bell with a third round pick to be a stud slot receiver for us. And he had coming out of college, he, I'm pretty sure wasn't he the best receiver in the Big Ten coming out? Wasn't he one of the best in the college in college that year? His his last year. You talk about David Bell. Yeah, like yeah he, he was a resume together. He won whatever that award is for best wide receiver. I think in the Big Ten, he won it over Garrett Wilson uh, and Chris Olave. Oh, okay, okay. I think um, that's what it was. But, but like you know what I mean? Like this guy has put together a proven resume. You can't dump a third round pick especially with bell like i feel like we just never have given this guy a chance you know what i mean like go ahead keep going but just like the opportunities just although he's on the field it feels like i just feel like the ball never goes his way well but here's the thing is they people are saying what has david bell done to earn a spot over Watkins? He was open all the time last year. To he had a higher point. open rate, higher um, average uh, yard separation uh, rate than Amari Cooper last year. Yeah, he just was he not was ever the first or second read on a play. That's why he didn't get targeted. Yeah, and guess who didn't get the ball much last year when you're rolling out Jacoby Brissett? No disrespect to him, but he's probably not getting to his third read very often. And David Bell missed the preseason last year, so he had no chance to build up yep. any sort of rapport chemistry with Jacoby because Jacoby was taking second string reps anyhow. They just people just don't understand why it didn't work out with David Bell last year in terms of the box score. But he was on the field for over fifty percent of the offensive snaps. Yeah, and, and um like obviously Watkins is gonna have bigger stats than Bell in the preseason. He played significantly oh, more. Yeah. They, and when he played, he was the number one option on that second and third unit. David Bell played with starters. He's the third option. Of course, Watkins is going to – I don't want to say he wasn't stat padding, but of course he's going to look better in the box score. Right. Yeah, like he was the primary receiver when he was out there. So just this is just a, a classic – Browns fans kind of do this. We Just Cleveland fans in general, we like fall in love with a guy and we think he's going to be the hero of the franchise – and it's just like, guys, relax. It was preseason. I think he, I think he has potential, but it's not like he hasn't already been cut by other teams, right? You know, we're not the first I, team to cut him. I, I made this comment to somebody on Twitter, and at, you know, we were hyping up Austin Watkins too throughout the preseason. Just loved what he was doing on the field. And at the time, we did have injury concerns with Goodwin, and we thought, hey, we might have found something here to tack on at the tail end of this room. But last season in the preseason, the Rams had Lance McCutcheon. Yeah, rookie I was come just out say and, this, bro. and just he just lit it up, and it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this guy might be the best receiver you know the Rams have right now after Cooper Cup. And, and I don't think he played it down for them. Also, I think he was on their practice squad. He might have been elevated once. I have no idea, but yeah. he just got cut just today. Got, just got cut today. I was gonna say, I'm like literally everybody saying this is such a Browns thing to do to cut the a guy that led the NFL in the preseason. It's a Rams no. thing. To, it's a, it's an NFL yeah. thing to and do. And the Rams, the Rams have a roster that is trash. 
So if that puts any perspective on what, you know what I mean? Like they had a very bad roster and they were like, nah, we're good. We don't need it. Right. Right. Do you think someone picks him up though? I don't know. We'll see. It, it's, it's, he, he put good tape out there. So, yeah. I mean, there might be like a team who honestly could probably look the Texans. Name me a, a receiver on the Texans. Uh, Noah Brown. Nico Collins. <laughs> yep. But you know, like, thanks, Dell. <laughs> Let's keep this going. It's, it's Robert it's Woods. It's thin there. It's thin there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a team like the Texans, there's no- like, there, there's teams out there who need, wide receiver a big body athletic wide receiver so i think there's a chance he gets picked up i think if he doesn't get picked up he's 100 he'll end up back on our practice squad i'd imagine but we'll yeah. see listen yeah. i mean there's so yeah there's a lot of teams that are trying to win a super bowl you know so there's gonna be a muhammad massacre on every rise you know <laughs> if you look around the league long enough you'll find somebody like that yeah but uh, we just so, we only had room for six and we kept six so you know, if we kept seven, we probably would have kept it. There's a lot of talk about the Browns potentially keeping seven wide receivers. Were you guys surprised that we only went with six? I, I think the fans were trying to speak it into existence. You know, I didn't hear that from the organization. Right. So and, I'm, yeah. I'm not really surprised. No, nope, I'm not surprised either. We, we, we fall in love with guys, so we think they're going to keep them. If you keep a seventh wide receiver, you probably don't keep uh, Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell. You know what I mean? Like... If you keep a seventh wide receiver, you probably don't keep as many defensive linemen or uh, is linebacker, linebacker. You know what I mean? Yamadi's probably out. Yep. Yep. And so you see, and and we heard all this time that actually, why we didn't hear, but like Mary Kay said multiple times today that D'Anthony Bell's been a roster lock this whole time. He said because he's the team's best uh, special teamer, special teams player. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's only getting better. So that means, so if you wanted to keep a seventh wide receiver, all these people who fell in love with Ronnie Hickman, well, that maybe pushes him off the roster. We all fell in love with Diabati in the uh, preseason because he played so well. So, and I think you also, there's a big emphasis on the defense and the defensive line. Like this, I think this, uh, this defense is going to be, I think the offense has a chance to be explosive and it's going to be the, the, the inferior unit of our team. The defense is going to be elite. I don't think that's going to be crazy. Um, so, uh, so one thing I, before we move on, we do want to just mention Jakeem Grant. That, that sucks for him. Yeah. I know a lot of people. So, um, that just, we feel bad for the guy. The first time he ever touches the ball in a Browns uniform, he tears his knee up. So hopefully he, you know, terrible. Yep. So I saw somebody said something in the comments. So I'm to make sure we mentioned him. Uh, so we wanted to talk about Watkins and the David Bell thing, just because that was kind of like the big one. I would say then we've already had some comments about this. Um, I was very surprised when I, I looked at the final rosters and I saw Jordan Elliott on the team and in Mo Hurst cut. And I was immediately like, I feel like Mo Hurst definitely outplayed Jordan Elliott in the preseason. Um, he's, you know, he played very well. I thought I was like, this guy's going to contribute to the defense this year. And we cut him. I was very surprised. Um, and then after a little digging and some things started to click, you know, if you've been in the league more than four years or it's either four years plus or more than four years, when you get cut, you don't go to the waivers. You just become a free agent. And if you're on your, if you're within four years, you're on your rookie deal and you get cut, you go to waivers and the team can claim you. So 
to me, this says this is kind of like a backdoor handshake deal where we said, listen, we can't cut Jordan because then he go anybody could pick him up and we don't want to lose him. We could if we'll cut you, you stick around, don't even unpack your locker. Right. Uh and when we put some people back on IR tomorrow, you'll be right back on the team. We'll see you at practice tomorrow. Basically, here's a day off. Um, I, I get the sense that's what's gonna happen. Um, because he, he just played too well for us to just be cutting ties over Jordan Elliott. Um, and we can't put people on IR today before four o'clock because if they do, they have to sit out the they can't play the first four games. So to me, it was just a little bit of GM uh magic. Right. Because yeah. when you look at the terminology used, he wasn't in the wave list, he was under terminated contracts. So maybe the Browns even did a little wink and a nod with him, like, hey, we're gonna terminate your contract so we can get this 53 set, we keep Elliott, we're going to put right on IR, and then we'll sign you back, and you'll get a little bit of a pay increase. That would be my guess. I bet you he gets a little bit of a bump in pay because I'll tell you what, I think Maurice Hurst is going to be one of the key elements on the interior defensive line behind uh, Tomlinson and Harris. It's going to be him and Ika coming in and just wreaking havoc. This this D-line is, uh, we're four deep. If if we sign Mo Hurst back, we're we're four deep, and the, the the fourth and fifth guy would have been our best lineman last year. You know what I mean? And they're rotational pieces this year. Like it's the amount of work we've done to improve the defensive line is just unreal. Yeah. Um. So kind of in that same light, then a lot of people were surprised that we cut Dunn two hours after the Browns wished him happy birthday on Twitter. I thought that was a little cold-blooded. <laughs> Wish a guy happy birthday on all your socials and then cut him two hours later. Uh, but there's, yeah. I think, I don't know how long he's been in the league if he hit waivers. He's a terminated not. contract too. He's a terminated, yes. so it's the same thing. So I think um, a lot of people just expect him to, he'll be back also. Uh, because right now the only guards on the roster are Teller, and uh Betonio. Betonio. So he's coming back. Um, how about uh all the undra- undrafted free agents making the team though? With with all the talent we had, and you had Hickman make the team, Diabati make the team, and uh Whipler was undrafted, right? No, Whipler was drafted. Oh, the seventh. 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 Okay, so yeah. seventh, whatever. And then and then the Anthony Bell made the team again this year. He was undrafted last year. Like some we we Andrew Barry for some reason gets crap about his drafting, and I feel like his draft, the draft class this year, and the undrafted free agency signed, he's hit on. It seems like every single one of them. Yep, I mean, and even guys like um, Biggers and McAllister. I mean, if this were a rebuilding team, they probably make the roster. Yeah, fair. They were good finds. <clears throat> I feel like. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, Labor Day is right around the corner, and the experts at Omaha Steaks are inviting you to celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off site-wide during their Labor Day sale. Go to omahasteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to shop all of their exclusive Labor Day packages, like the Grillers Labor Day Feast. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. Plus, when you type code DOGS in the search bar, you will get eight free mouth-watering burgers, and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with your order. You're going to want to hurry because this exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. 
Celebrate those last remaining summer cookouts with 50% off site-wide during the Omaha Steaks Labor Day sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com, enter code DOGS in the search bar, and get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers and eight free Gourmet Jumbo Franks with select packages, including that special Grillers Labor Day Feast. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It is the best damn steak of your life. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword DOGS in the search bar. See website for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we talk too much about the guys who did, was there anybody else you guys want to talk about cutting or do, can we talk about one last trade that we made this week that we haven't talked about yet? That's what I want to yes. okay. okay. I want to talk are. about, ahead, are you guys surprised that we cut Felton? I guess it's probably in the same line. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. That's oh, a great, great transition. But, yeah, I was going to say, uh, so I think if we don't make that trade, Felton makes this team. Yeah, I, would, I, I agree. I would like, I probably would think that, but... Yeah. So we put in that Wilkins against the Chiefs, and I just kind of started thinking. Then, like, they must not be sold on Felton or Kelly as the RB three. Yeah, the, I kind of got the same vibe there too. I, which I I thought Felton had his most impressive body of work this preseason, and they for some reason the the this it's almost like this this staff they just never fell in love with the guy. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just he never he never got the opportunity. Even when Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were both hurt, it was Dearness Johnson who got the start, and Demetri Felton still never got the ball. So it was just right. I was kind of surprised at how little opportunity he got, considering they were super excited to get him in the sixth round. Yeah, but just his and we've detailed it in past shows. Like his utilization was pretty low his rookie season, and then it dropped even lower, like a lot lower. I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me. But like his snap percentages on offense and on special teams, like just 
tanked and he was a healthy scratch for most of the season last year. Just They just did not feel confident putting him on the field. And he did look yeah, good was, in the preseason, so I was I was a little surprised yeah. to see him get cut. But the trade for Pierre Strong, I think, yes. you know, solidified that. I, I guess I was a little bit surprised too because we when we interviewed Stump, he was so high on John Kelly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was so high, and then he he didn't make the team again. Um, I guess we Justin, you were telling a story about Pierre Strong and the Browns wanting him before. So- I just, I had heard, I either heard it or I read an article and they said that, you know, probably what happened was the Browns had Pierre Strong probably high up, not high up, but like on their big board and probably somewhere around Ford. Cause I want to say Strong went in the fourth, Ford went in the fifth, correct? Correct. Am I getting that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, they, I guess. So Felton and Strong weren't in the same draft. No, 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 no. He's talking no, about Ford. No, no, no. Jerome Ford last Jerome year Ford. and Pierre Strong. And oh, Pierre okay. Strong. Okay. So, but basically they were saying that, you know, for the Browns to make a trade like this, he must have been pretty decently high on their draft board and somewhere. I, I figure Strong will be a third on the depth chart behind Ford when he's healthy. So, but who knows? So I'm just looking at their NFL draft profiles from last season coming into the draft. And they actually, they had, the NFL had Pierre Strong as a third round projection. They comped him to like a guy like Tevin Coleman. Whereas Jerome Ford, they had a fifth round draft projection on him and Compton to Michael P. Ryan. He seems I, better than that to me. Pierre Strong, <laughs> uh, what, 5'11, 207. So he's a bigger back, bigger than Felton. Um, yeah, if the Browns were high on him last year, I mean, I'm sure they were very excited to be able to go get him. I, w- I, w- I will say this about Felton. We were, we were up at camp last weekend and. All these dudes are walking past us, and we're like, "Man, these guys are all huge! I can't, how, you know, how do they get so big?" And Felton was noticeably much smaller than everybody. Yeah, and like he, he's just like, like we saw JOK, and we were surprised at how big he was, you yeah. know, because he's talked about as being undersized, and then you realize, you know, six two, two ten, of solid muscles, a pretty freaking big human being. Still, still uh, yeah. you know. Felton just he just looks slender. He just he's just not very big to be a between the tackles runner. I was just, I think he's kind of like what a Kevin Stefanski offense wants. Um another guy I like that is Denzel Ward's tiny man. He is he is <laughs> he's tiny. a stick. Yeah. He looks yeah. like twenty fifteen Justin Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Pre kids. Maybe just a little taller. And I didn't have the kids. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I think it's a it's a the clearly the Browns weren't comfortable with either one of those guys being the third string running back. I will say that uh, Ford was back at practice today, so I don't know how much he's cleared to do. I don't know what all he did at practice in terms of full team drills or if it was just individual or what. Yeah. It's good to see him back out there in pads uh, doing some stuff. It'd be great if he could be back week one. Like that, that I, would be huge. Oh, and now the notification. Go ahead, buddy. I just wanted to bring up, I keep reading, well, I had read, um, and then I went back to work, so it wasn't paying super close attention, that Denzel was in concussion protocol. That's Did correct. Did he get a fourth yeah. concussion, or is he still being evaluated? Yeah, we uh, need to talk about that. We definitely need to talk about At what point are you worried? Uh, he's been, what, this is his fifth fifth year or sixth? Um, And he's had four concussions already? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely not good. 
he it, it's worrisome because it's one of those things too where he gets a concussion and every concussion you get it just gets easier to get one and at some point like he's not going to be able to just keep getting concussions correct you know what i mean like and you just gave this guy a huge contract extension at the time he was what the highest paid corner for like 10 minutes or something like that if i remember correctly um it's it's definitely concerning. You feel bad for the guy because when he's out there last year, I feel like he struggled a little bit. But I also feel like the defensive scheme he's been playing in is not suited to his talent or his skills. Um, but the guy can be an elite corner, and it just sucks that he just keeps getting his bell rung. I don't know. How, I mean, how many more concussions do you let a guy get before right. he, he's not allowed to play anymore? Man, I don't even. Uh, I'd hate to see him go past three, so he just got his full. Again, I didn't even see that he was confirmed to have one. Uh, just that he was in concussion protocol. If it makes you guys feel any better, I've had four. Oh, man. And I, no, he it, is screwed. Really, you know, <laughs> it doesn't all about it. And sometimes I drool on myself. So <laughs> We know. We know. Yeah. Oh, um, Denzel so it's definitely be, concerning. He's just going to be doing like, Parkway Honda commercials for the rest of his oh, life. Jesus, bro. <laughs> God. With Luger. This is um slightly off topic, but I did get an update earlier and they said um Harrison Bryant and Jerome Ford coach is expecting them to be ready for week one. Okay. Take that take that for what you want. He um he said he expects them to be ready. He said Marquis Goodwin not so sure about. Which is fair. Hmm. Yeah. I, I will say, um, again, Harrison Bryant, I mean, nothing against the guy. I'm just not as concerned with whether he's available because I think Jordan Aikens is going to be awesome. Ford, yeah. I mean, a little more concerned, uh, but at yeah. the same time, I really do like this Pierre Strong trade. I thought that was a great move. I mean, the, Andrew Barry traded a tackle. Um, Wheatley, what was his first name? Remind me. Uh, uh, I saw it. Tyrone? Really. Was it Tyrone Wheatley? Yeah. Okay, so he trades a guy that he knows is going to probably end up cutting anyhow and, and gets a right. running back who's going to make the 53-man roster. Like, very good move, yeah. very smart. Um, obviously, the guy keeps his notes from years past. Um, any other – so, I guess some of the big – we mentioned the Abadi make the team. I'm excited for him. Do you want to just run through the him. positions? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean – uh, so we kept two quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, Dorian Thompson, Robinson. No surprise there. We cut or uh, waived Kellen Mond. So he's probably going to, I would imagine, I'll clear waivers and end up on the practice that's, squad, right? Because there's no way be you're rolling plan. into, there's no way you're rolling in with only two quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, and, and like sure. you guys said, the practice squad QB can be the emergency QB, just not count against the active day roster. Correct. So um let's see running backs we kept three chubb ford and pierre strong wide receivers we talked about it kept six uh cooper Moore, dpj cedric tillman marquise goodwin and david bell tight ends three david and joku jordan akins harrison bryant and uh and we'll stop here on the offensive line joel batonio jack conklin nick harris james hudson dewan jones ethan Posick, wyatt teller jed wills and luke whipler we kept nine offensive linemen so that any any surprises that we haven't talked about, I think if you just looking at the roster as a whole, holy crap. Just we're talking about that. When we were talking about some of these these cuts that people were surprised with, and it was we talked about this. 
we told we told you guys there's going to be guys you like. There's going to be good football yeah. players that don't make this team because of how much talent Andrew Barry has accumulated. And this is without a doubt the most talented Browns football team of my entire life. It's yes, no really not even yep. close. Yep, I said the same thing. Uh, just after you look at it, now, and we've had very very good paper rosters before. Don't get me wrong, we've had roster, but there's always been something. Like there's always been a whole, I don't know if I see holes really. I mean, there's a lot of talent, Like you look, even just go to corner, you got Martin Edison, you got Denzel. You, I mean, the six, AJ Green's playing item is my, like I'm very, there's, there's, I don't see holes. I don't see very many holes. And then we, we were worried about the defensive line. Non-issue. Yeah. Non-issue at all. So uh, Fatal Gnome says, I think they're comfortable with Whipler's guard capability. I would push back and say he's the backup center. I think that Nick Harris yeah. is the guy Nick that's going to He's going to yeah. be playing guard. And like we said, I know we kept nine O-linemen, but I think Dunn's coming back, so it will be 10, would be my guess, right? So where do you guys stand on Nick Harris? I don't know. I, I think he's a good depth piece. I mean, again, he can play guard and center if we need him to. And if we're at that point, things are, are shaky anyhow, so... I don't think we not really. He's not if he's a backup guard. One injury and we're screwed. Well, that's why I think Dunn's coming back. Okay, I was going to be. And then, well, then why did you keep Harris? I just here's my thing: is it when he was a rookie and he went in and played guard in the one game and he played really well, and then the next game I, I don't remember who the opponents were, but the next game he played guard and he got abused for four quarters, and then all this, and then he didn't see any more action. And then we were supposed to think he was just going to come in and be our starting center. And in one play, he goes down for the year. And now we're just supposed to assume this guy can just plug and play on our the interior of our offense. I just I don't feel the that. The thing is, I don't see any other guards listed on the wave cut list other than Dunn. So did we not have other guards in camp? I don't remember. Gossett, uh, Colby Gossett was there. Okay. So, but other than him, could keeping only nine linemen, one is kind of low. Normally, I feel like you would keep ten, and then for three of them to be one position is also surprising to me. Almost like is Nick Harris going to be a trade piece? Like I, I can't imagine. You know what I mean? Like, or is are we looking for other people who got cut? That kind of deal, just because I don't to only have nine linemen, three of them all play the same position. That's a little odd. Yeah, I did. So I, I brought it up with you guys. I saw he had, did have a really, really good camp, and you have one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. I so to me, I'm like, take your chances. Obviously, they see something in him. I, I I'm with you, Blake. So far, what we've seen hasn't been. Hey, we have to lock this guy in. He's an injury away from being a starter. But I mean, ah, he's played guard in college. He played a little guard for us. I don't know. They said he had a great camp, and obviously they yeah. trusted him to keep him on the roster. Yep, I, and I'm going to trust in Andrew Barry. It's just, I mean, he's undersized. You play guard, you're going up against guys like Ika. You know what I mean? And or Aaron so Donald. Be a, yeah, and Aaron Donald. So it's not exactly the place to be undersized. Um, so, we'll, you know, but again, I'm not going to – I won't question Andrew Barry like that, and I guess until he, he makes me question him because so far he – he hits home run after home run. Uh, do you want to go over the defense? 
Yeah, let's go over the defense. Last note, I just wanted to make real quick on the offensive stuff. Michael Woods, the wide receiver, we kind of forget about him. Six-round pick last year, placed on the injured reserve non-football injury. I mean, he's going to miss the year. But, I mean, we liked what we saw from him in camp last year. He's a big receiver. If he can come back healthy next year and contribute, he could make the tail end of the wide receiver room and be kind of a you know, a surprise player. But just a name to remember. Uh, defensive linemen kept nine. Jordan Elliott, Miles Garrett, Shelby Harris, Siaki Ika, Isaiah McGuire, Oboe, Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Alex Wright. Linebackers, this one surprised me. Kept seven. Matthew Adams, Muhammad Diabadi, Tony Fields, Jordan Kunazic, Jeremiah Wusukormo, Sioni Takitaki, and Anthony Walker. Defensive backs, we kept 11. DeAnthony Bell, our boy, Grant Delpit, Martin Emerson, Mike Ford, A.J. Green, Ronnie Hickman, Rodney McLeod, Cameron Mitchell, Greg Newsom, Juan Thornhill, and Denzel Ward. And, of course, our three specialists, Corb Horquez, new kicker Dustin Hopkins, and the long snapper Charlie Hewlett. I think you see the emphasis on the defensive side of the ball this year with seven linebackers, 11 defensive backs. I mean, um, it's it's pretty – I think this defense, which we got 15 minutes and. We've covered most of um, the roster cuts, I believe. I just kind of, what do you guys expe- expect week one? Because I was wa- I was just kind of reading and watching some stuff. Our defense has dominated the Bengals' offensive line and terrorized <laughs> Joe Burrow, and that was when we were rolling out uh, Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryan, and we had Joe Woods sitting back, you know, uh, not bringing any pressure, rushing for, like, we might kill him this year. <laughs> I hope so. Cincinnati fans are really annoying. Like, I, I, he's going to play week – I would imagine Joe Burr is going to play week one. I and if that was so, him, yeah. I'd be thinking about taking that week off because <laughs> he's going to be running for his freaking life. I just – this 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 defense – in this defensive front, I think is – so Darius Smith is a freaking animal. Yes. Did you guys see that play in the, uh, the Chiefs game where he just bull rushed that tackle and planted him on his butt? Like, yeah, he said, "How far into the ground do you want to go?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think, I think it's going to be. I don't know. I think this defense is going to have the Browns in every single game. Um, and I'm just normally I'm an offensive guy. I'm looking forward to the offense. I can't wait to watch the defense this year. Like, it's yeah. going to be. You know how we usually watch like the Eagles last year, the yes. 49ers, and they're like flying around and they're playing crazy physical. Like I think that's going to be the Browns this year. Finally, yeah. finally. Um, Good. I just think week one. Like to me, if you're a Browns fan and you're in Cleveland, you're able to go up to that game. I think that game has all the potential for being just everything that we want. I think it's going to be crazy, crazy exciting, crazy emotional because you know they're going to do something for Jim Brown and people are going to just freak out. Players are going to get hype. I look for that to be an excellent game and I look for that to be a win for the Cleveland Browns. I love it. I my Stay tuned next week for my one of my hot takes. Maybe I'll have a score prediction for this game. Ooh. Uh, but so then another thing I want to touch on um, where do you guys stand on the offense heading into week one? I think the offense, I mean, when the starters were out there against the Chiefs the other day, and I know it's not an apples-apples thing. I know it's preseason, blah, blah, blah. I hate having to say that every time, but I thought the offense looked good. I thought 
overall, I felt like there was cohesion there. felt like there was more chemistry with Deshaun and the receivers. People were like, oh, he only completed 50%. Guys, he ran like, what, two or three drives. He played a quarter. How many quarterbacks start off five for 10 and end up, you know, 29 of 37 or something? You know, it's and it's not a bad game. Like, let the guy play a game, a real game. I'm so I'm not, and we didn't have Nick Chubb out there. So yes, I agree. I'm not. First of all, people saying the the fumbles weren't on Deshaun Watson. Uh, Those were 100 percent on Wilkins. That's why he got cut immediately. Yeah, Um, I'm not saying I'm worried about the offense, but I'm definitely um, I want to see it in action because I don't like that he only completed 50 percent of his passes. I don't like that. 54 of his 80-some yards were on one busted coverage play to where they just didn't cover Amari Cooper. Um, the That's touchdown pass to Njoku out of the pocket was nice, uh, but I also felt like he's under pressure a lot. If we're in, We ran a ton of empty. I saw a stat where the Browns were an empty, like triple more than any team in the preseason. So maybe this is just Stefanski playing with some stuff, but if we're going to be an empty that much, which is hard to believe we'll be an empty that much with Nick Chubb, but the offensive line, like I don't trust Jed Wills enough to be an empty that often like that. Um, and I just, I didn't, I thought we looked, we came out very sluggish. We had a fumble and then a three and out in which Deshaun threw the ball in the dirt to Elijah Moore when he was open. Um, we got lucky. We got a short field to work with, and then we got a busted play from Cooper. So I haven't seen anything out of the starting offense yet that like has me jacked up and think like there's nothing that has me excited like I am for the defense yet. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to be a realist and I want to see with my own eyes in a real football game. But um, I'm not saying I'm nervous, but I'm just, I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. No, that's that's totally fair. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, I'm with you, Blake. The only thing I would point out, and I don't, obviously we all know this. Nick (laughs) Chubb didn't play in the preseason and he's not just a good back. He's a game-changing back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have the game plan around Nick Chubb and the mere threat of Deshaun with all of those weapons. I mean, Nick Chubb's going to be running like crazy. We'll be fine. Yeah, and I, I said last year and this offseason, I expect Deshaun Watson to get back to form this year, but I don't expect it to come out the gate week one back to form. I think it's still going to be Maybe the first quarter, first third of the season, him really getting back into first those strides. Third of the season, bro. Oh, my it's first third, third of the season. season. I didn't trouble. say that We're he trouble. was going to look like last year. I said he just isn't going to be the top echelon Pro Bowl Deshaun Watson week one. That's that's ridiculous to expect. And your, uh, you know, make what I want to say, um, hesitancy on the offense, your cautiousness is says you believe that too like he's not going to be a pro bowl quarterback week one no my cautiousness is because he hasn't shown me anything yet. that's that's what that i'm is, saying that is my cautiousness uh, you know what i mean yeah. kenny pickett had a perfect passer rating in the preseason baker mayfield had an almost perfect passer and these quarterbacks i don't think are good at all <laughs> so again in so i'm a little i'm not saying i think he's going to be bad and i know you're we being vanilla but so every team's vanilla, and Kenny Pickett figured out a way to have a perfect passer rating. So um, I just and I'm not before people jump on me. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's going to be better than Deshaun. I'm just saying they've do, the offense has done absolutely nothing 
to make me feel like excited about what they're going to do this season. One uh, quarter of football on September 10th is going to have you changed on that. Well, and I'm I'm even saying too, if he comes out and he's 56% week one against the Bengals, I mean, you're going to see Browns fans just absolutely lose their minds and say, it's over, the world's coming down, he's trash, he's garbage, and it's like, what are we really expect? I mean, uh, what are the honest expectations I, right out of the gate? I don't. Uh, so, I, there's 230 million reasons why yes, it's yeah. very freaking good in week one of the biggest season of our lives. He had six games last year and an entire offseason. Yeah, this it's gets put up or shut up time now. And I'm a big Deshaun fan. I'm ready for him to play, but he doesn't get a half or a quarter or a third of the season. It's go time. It's here. That's what the preseason and the OTAs and camp is for. And he did something us right down the field, though. Most of the times he, we didn't see him play. You're right. He did. He might not look great on the stat sheet, but, I mean, we were going right down the field. I, I just think it's going to look different when, like you said, John Nick Chubb's in there. Kevin's got an actual real game script that he's going off of, especially start of the games. You saw us last year. We, we scored points or we're at least in position to score points on the first drive of almost every game. Yep. No, so again, I'm not saying it's, I'm not pressing the panic button. I'm just saying I'm not excited until I see with my own eyes. Because I, Blake, I'm, I've been with you. I'm, I've been like on this same train since last year. Like we live and die. I don't think now that we're living and dying because the defense is very good. I think the defense is going to keep us in games, even if things are really bad on the offensive side of the ball. But, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of 230 million reasons why this has to work. Or we're we're headed for a rebuild. That is just the honest, brutal truth of this whole thing as a Browns fan. This has to work. We're, we're, we're built for right now. We just got rid of a kicker because we have to win right now. What's going to happen if the quarterback's not on board and we're halfway through the season. So yeah, it's gonna be very bad. I'm I'm very I'm very excited for the game. I'm ready for my yep. my I won't call them doubts, my skepticism, I guess. And part of this is just because I've been I watched Baker Mansfield yeah. go four plays right down the field in the preseason against I forget what team it was and he made it look easy. And then I watched us lose 180 to nothing to the Titans in week one. So I just I have built in skepticism as a Browns fan, especially when it comes to the offense. So until I see them do it with my own eyes, I need to see it because I don't care about practice. Like everybody looks good in practice except for Will Levis. Uh like <laughs> like yeah, I need to see it in the game. I think it's a good opponent to play week one because I don't think the Bengals have some crazy elite secondary. They lost a lot of guys. Um, so I think it's a good – we'll call them a tune-up week one so we can hit the ground running. I just want to keep that nice record against the Bengals going strong, keep rubbing it in their faces that you guys – you know, you're a good team. You think you're a great team, but you can't beat the Browns. Uh, it says, is your Browns fan history holding on to all of that? I know it is. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let go of it until they've scorned me too many times. I'm going to be cautiously excited with a little bit of skepticism. Yes. Oh, I wanted to call out this. Uh, Devontae Travis, how about Browns fans adapt the Dallas Cowboys fans mentality? It's our year. 
Uh, I feel like we've had that mentality our whole lives, including the years we were going 0 and 16. So yeah. maybe it's just me, but we always have it's our year, and then it lasts for what a couple weeks, and then it's well, there's always next year. And, and then it's always trend. what about that quarterback we drafted in the sixth round? Maybe we should put him in. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting mad, guys. Uh, all these bad memories are coming to the surface. Uh, don't worry about the bad memories. Let's just focus on the fact, like Blake's been saying about the defense. We got Jim Schwartz and our defense. I mean, our backup, second, third, fourth string defensive line guys were out there playing with just tenacity and intensity and just looked fierce against other backups. But I mean, whenever you have that kind of mentality trickling down all the way to the guys who aren't even going to make the team, wait till we see the starters on defense. I okay. think uh, if I if I were to, I think there's a chance the Browns win week one like going away. I think it's a statement game. I could, as somebody because, put in here, I forget who it was, said Nick Chubb 200 yards week one, stamp it. Uh, I could see know. it happening. If they don't know him, I could see it happening. Oh. Yep, I think it's one of those things. Yeah, so again, my skepticism, we also didn't see Nick Chubb out there with Deshaun at all. So, Take it with a grain of salt. It's the Browns fan in me. I'm not screaming the pressing the panic button. You know, I'm not on 92.3 the fan or ESPN E50. You know, I'm just being cautiously optimistic. And because when anytime I give the Browns my heart, they step on it in front of me and kill me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, fair. That is fair. Yes. But I, I can't wait for week one. And we wrapped up with the roster cuts a little bit early. So I wanted to kind of talk about week one. Um, I knew people would have some thoughts on that. Somebody says, uh, Nick Chubb, 2K Club. I think I called that uh, in the offseason, something like that. I I could see him going crazy high, especially because I think he's going to be a feature back. There's no point. Like he's getting, he's what, 27 now? So yeah, 20, no, he might be no 28, dude. 28. There's no point now to save his, like we've saved him. It's time yeah, to just time. let him loose. Right. And I think he yep. wants let loose. I think he does. Yep. So um I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. I think he could he could lead the league in rushing and Miles could lead the league in setbacks. We could have offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. Yes. Sure. Very easily could. I mean, I'm excited. Miles is awesome. gonna I if he stays healthy, like like you said, man, could be something. Yep. So I can't, I can't wait for the season. Only like 11, 12 more days. I can't freaking wait. Um, I think this is the most people we've ever had watching the live at one time. Yes. Uh, there's 157 people in here, which is just absolutely crazy. There was Thank 175, they said, at one point. Anderson 175. Where did the other 20 people go? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome, uh, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, so we want to thank you guys for being here. We can't wait for the season. We're almost there. Um, we like to keep these lives at about an hour, so we're going to wrap this thing up. Huge shout-out to all the guys who made the Browns team. We're excited for that. Uh, again, huge shout-out to D'Anthony Bell. We're so pumped to, to watch him here in year two again on the Browns. Um, I can't wait for the season. I can't wait uh, for week one. And uh, make sure you guys check us out next week when we do the hot take episode. If you guys have any hot takes for the Browns, uh, hot takes slash we'll call it bold predictions for the Browns or for the just the league this year, uh, drop us a voicemail. Head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail. We will play them on the show. We love getting your guys' takes. Um, again, until next week, stay safe and go Browns.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.